Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back to another episode of Between the Reps with Brooke and Gina. We have a guest on today. His name is Brad Bromlow from Panama City, Florida. Actually, I don't even know if that's where you're from, Brad. Is that where well, you're so born So surprisingly, raised? it's actually where I'm from. But really? I, yeah, I moved back here. So uh, I guess backstory on me. I uh, went to the University of Florida, got an electrical engineering degree, um, and then I joined the Navy, and I did nuclear power on submarines. I was oh, wow. stationed- wow in seattle washington um for most of my time and then when i got out of the military i moved to houston texas um i had met my wife like the last three months that i lived in seattle and i was like i've got a job in houston you can move with me and we can make this work or we can try long distance or we can just say see you later to each other and she's like i guess i'll move with you so she moved with me against her family's wishes um she's a fellow um, tag along Yep. But, uh, <laughs> I love it. But, and I'm the, yeah. And she definitely <laughs> believes in everything that I want to do and supports me hundred percent, which is awesome. great. Um, but we moved to Houston. There's a big fitness scene in Houston. Um, we kind of got mixed in with that crowd. Um, I actually took her to Rob and Dana's warehouse gym camp, um, in February of 2016. It was like one of the last ones they actually did. Um, and they found out that my wife was from Montana and they were looking at moving to Montana. So we like instantly kind of clicked with them, uh, became, you know, pretty close friends with them. Uh, and through that, we kind of wanted to start sharing about our fitness and lifestyle on social media. Cause a lot of people saw my wife who is very fit. She's done CrossFit for seven years and had went to regionals twice. Um, and they saw her and they're like, wow, that girl's really fit and I'm pretty fit. So they're like, this couple's fit. Like, what do they do that they're both in such good shape? So we just kind of started sharing our lives on social media. And then about three years in, we started a cookie company because we just love sweets so much. And we were just like, hey, you know, life's about balance. You know, you can eat, you know, really great all the time, but you got to enjoy it too. So that's where the cookie company uh, comes into play. So we started Fat and Weird Cookie in 2018 quit our jobs and went all in on the cookie company. So it moved back to Panama city. So dude, and I looked up your website. Oh my God. Those cookies are insane. Gina, yeah. They are. No, so they're insane. I was like looking through and I was like, Oh, Oh, you can get a, you can get a monthly subscription. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. And Brooke yeah, no, actually got to do amazing. something pretty cool. When you come to our storefront, you can make your own cookie from scratch. Like you pick the base dough, you pick the mix-ins and we bake it for you at the store. So Brooke got to do that um, when she came down um, for cookie fest. So that's something very cool. cool. Yeah. They yeah. have like, what'd you put like... in there? <laughs> Man, I don't even know if I remember. Dude, I feel like I have butter. everything. Peanut butter they, for sure. Yeah, They have like little, uh, almost like little pie tins. They look like, yeah, they are. And they put all this stuff in there and then you can just like, what you, you pick all, they have so many top or mix-ins to choose from. And then the little oven, they put it through reminds me of like a big giant, um, easy bake oven, easy bake oven. Or do you know, <laughs> you know, like when you're at a hotel and they've oh, yeah. got the, the thing for your bagel yeah. or your toast. Oh, yeah, yeah, I love that thing. It's like that. Yeah. Like you put it on one side and you just get to sit and wait and it like, it rolls through real slow. Yeah, there's always like a bunch of snot-nosed kids like 
parked in front of it. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> You're exactly. like, get out of here. <laughs> it's, uh, they had ice it, cream. Use the tongs, damn it. <laughs> they're just in there. Yeah, they're grabbing everyone's bread, and you're like, no, yeah. no, that was that yeah, was that, that was, was my bread, mine. but I don't they're want mine. it anymore. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I'll, I'll <laughs> do another one. They're grabbing muffins, looking at them, putting them back, <laughs> yeah. like the little mini muffins every Hampton Inn has. Oh yeah. But uh, yeah, it, it's actually like a, a pizza conveyor oven um, that I just figured out the settings that could work for cookies. So we uh, we make our little cookies in there. Um, if you come to the storefront, you can make them from scratch. But yeah, that's uh that's really how Fat and Weird started, and then. Uh, like I said, Brooke was down here for Cookie Fest. I was essentially um, Googling um, cookie world records one day and there's like the biggest cookie and it's like someone made it on a baseball field. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to attempt that. Wait, wait, um, how, and is how that, would you even is that going to be that? any good? Let's be honest. Yeah, I don't taste good. I doubt it. Yeah. I don't know. They I read about it, but they essentially had like aluminum foil that they kind of made like this makeshift oven and used like giant heaters that you would use in like your garage if it's winter, you know, like those kind of heaters to yeah, like blast burn yeah. the whole city down on accident. Yeah. Essentially they just like create a furnace and then they <laughs> right. baked a cookie in there. Um, so I, yeah, I don't, I don't even know what the requirement is. Like, does it have to taste good? Probably not, you know, yeah. but then, uh, I saw the most people dunking cookies and milk and, uh, it was 30, like 30, just under 3,300 people. And I was like, I feel like I could get 3,300 people together, which I actually found out later the girl scouts have the record and they actually just showed up at a hockey game that was already going on and just handed out cookies to people and had them dunk at the same time. So they didn't oh, like cheating. Fair. They didn't have like cheating. an event to bring people in. So I assumed, um, I assumed when I, when we were there and I had learned like who held the record, first yeah. of all, if we, I'm sitting there with Dana and they start talking about the Girl Scouts, me and Dana are like, Oh, we need to take this from those little kids. <laughs> <laughs> Down. I'm sure there's people listening to this who are like, that's so rude. And I'm like, you gotta understand sometimes, the sometimes yeah. weird stuff excites you. And yeah. in that moment, for me and like me and Dana, and I'm sitting with Rob, we're thinking, like, oh, the Girl Scouts are going down. <laughs> but I assumed that they would have had like a, I don't know, like an event that they like hosted. A, like, a, like a big giant camp out with all yeah. the Girl Scouts from across the country. Well, yeah, because that wouldn't yeah. be cheating. I mean, cheating Girl Scouts is like is worse is worse than cheating nuns, I think. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. So so we we did not break the record. We had um twenty four hundred and eight people, I think, is what our official count was. But I, I will tell you this: the Guinness judge that we have, and I don't know if he'll ever get. He was a dick. I'm just going to say that. You know, he was. <laughs> No, he okay. was such a dick. Okay. Give us he the was, dirt, Brad. Give us the dirt. He was he was so he was so weird. So we had volunteers show up to be judges, and we had told the volunteers they had to be there at a certain time because the Guinness judge is like, if I don't brief the volunteer judges, then they don't count. Well, lo and behold, only 50 judges showed up on time. So we already knew we weren't gonna be able to break the record because each judge can only judge uh, up to 50 people. So 50 people times 50 judges is only 2,500. So we knew no matter what, they weren't going to let us break the record. Um, so going into it, we were kind of, which I found out later, I was too busy, like with the event to like know these details, but, uh, like we Ashley and them already knew that we weren't gonna be able to break the record, um, because of just the judge situation. So we actually had 3,400 people show up to the event, not included vendors and stuff. So in my mind, we probably could have broken the record if everyone would have dunked and 
that we had the right amount of judges. judges, So, um, so, but at the end of the day, uh, we learned a lot. It was our first ever event. I had a lot of fun. Um, a lot of people, a lot of people that had kids had a lot of fun because there was like bounce houses and like inflatables for the kids. Um, there was like ax throwing for adults. Um, I just think that, you know, as your inaugural event, you definitely have things you want to improve on. Like there's a lot I want to improve on, on the event. Um, but we're going to do it again next year. So, um, you know, maybe, maybe you can make it next year, Gina, and uh, come dunk a cookie. Oh, man. I know. Yeah. No, oh, I think if Gina comes. Go, I, don't, I don't have that thing in me, though, that, like, says, like, stop eating is the problem. So I'm just going to come back, like, you know, 10 pounds heavier. Yeah. Actually, well, I, I will say, Gina, you, you would be surprised. These cookies that Brad makes, one, I mean, I have so many questions of how you came up with how you make those. Because it's such, a, it's like a texture and a, a density that is, I've never had before. They're so good, but they are, Phil. well, if, if you ask Matt Vincent, the first day oh, we yeah, got there, yeah. I think Matt <laughs> ate six cookies. <laughs> I actually have a text from Dana that was like, hey, can you restock our cookies? I think Matt ate them all. <laughs> no, he really didn't. I, ha- I took one, like, because I was there a little bit early and I'm like, okay, well, I should probably take one of these before they're all gone. And I kind of, I kept it in my room. Oh, I I was just going to say, you were probably hiding it in your room. (laughs) I was, I hid it in my room because I didn't want it right then, but I did want one. Yeah. But everyone showed up and we were having, we were like sitting around the table and Matt's like, he was on like number four and his goal was to like, just eat as many cookies as he wanted or as he could (laughs) during the weekend. (laughs) And just in the first day, I think he ate like six cookies. Oh my God. Well, I mean, yeah. they look delicious, but yes, I, I would love that. Sounds, sounds amazing. Yeah. And so for the, and then another thing too, is like Guinness told us that um, everyone could count no matter their age, as long as they could dunk the cookie and consume the entire cookie, which is why we made such small cookies. Then at the event, they literally like, oh no, kids don't count. And I'm like, well, what do you, what do you what? define as a kid now? Because like my daughter is a, was 11 months old at the time. She definitely can dunk a cookie on her own. Uh, and she could take a bite of a, a cookie because they were small and yeah. she could eat the whole thing. Um, and then he was like, oh yeah. And they don't need the whole thing. They could, they just have to take a bite of it. So I'm like, so wait, kids don't count now. And they, you don't have to eat the whole cookie. Just take, so believe me, I, me and Guinness, we got some beef. Like I would fight Guinness. If Guinness <laughs> was a person, the judge himself, I would fight him too. But. 100%. Yeah. He, uh, <laughs> he also told everyone at the event that he, that the, that they were the, sh- the sheep and the judges were the shepherd and he was God. And I think that what? in general, <laughs> like that thing doesn't fly with many people, but especially in the South, like the Bible belt area to like, tell people that you're God would like, there were so many people that approached me afterwards and they're like, can you believe the Guinness judge said he was God? <laughs> like out of the whole event, that's, that's the one thing they grabbed from the entire event. So, I feel yeah. like this guy is like, this is my moment. <laughs> like, you know, no, he did. He oh, 100% at, the event, did. at the end of the event, he was like, if you would like to take pictures with me, let me know. I'll be over here. Yeah. He was, he was a celebrity in his own mind. That's for sure. Oh and the thing, the thing is this, is like what, you know, I would never look at a Guinness judge because we're talking about the Guinness judge and think like, what a lame occupation. Like, I don't care what you do. Yeah. You know, but he, 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 he uh, his introduction had me laughing on the inside because I wasn't laughing because he was standing right in front of me. We were up on the <laughs> stage. But, you know, he was, he was talking about uh, all of his, his, his training and he was trained in the UK. And I mean, what is he, the training? He, I don't know. <laughs> I think honestly, they just poorly fit him for a suit. 
He was stuffed in that suit for he sure. Was yeah. <laughs> he stuffed like our cookies. It was a lie. And he was, and he was a dick, you yeah. know, like you I come mean, out all this way to, you know, help facilitate this uh, attempt. And like, I, so you guys, just so you know, too, like I was there as I mean, a spectator and, and a guest, but I have, I had no idea what all was happening or what things were. And, uh, this guy shows up and for him, like Brad, for him to literally be like, if your judges aren't here on time and I can't brief them all at the same time, that's, I mean, that's it. Like for him to come all that way and not be like, oh yeah, no problem. Let's make sure we get this right. Like, let's, let's do it. Yeah, I agree with you. you To like help you facilitate it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like help them be successful. That's a lot of people to wrangle. Yeah. And and yeah. Yeah. His whole attitude towards the situation was like one of like he was doing us a favor by being there. But it's like, you know, we paid to have Guinness come out. So you'd think that they would be more facilitating and accommodating towards the situation. But yeah, you know. Uh, I also, I mean, I imagine the event going completely different. Like I imagine doing the countdown, you know, it's my event, like leading everyone. Um, at one point he was like, Hey, they don't, they don't have milk in the back. So I'm out in the back with a milk carton handing out milk. And then he goes three and I'm in like the back of the field. And I'm, so I'm sprinting. I'm like, like there's videos of me just sprinting to the stage and I'm like ripping my cookie open. Like I dunked my cookie in someone else's milk. Cause I didn't even have time to open my milk carton. Um, but yeah, you it was stole like, your moment. I know it was a shit show. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, there are definitely, like I said, there are definitely things that I'm not thrilled about and I, I know now to do differently, but it's like one of those things you have to like go through that process to like, know, you know? Yeah. So it's like, you, you know, I don't know, Brooke, maybe the first time you ever competed at regionals, I knew you had been there as like a, um, an announcer and stuff like that, but your first time ever competing, you were probably like, Whoa, I didn't expect this, or I didn't know I wouldn't have this much time or something like that. And that's kind of how I felt with the event. It's just like, there's a lot of things that I think we put so much attention into that ended up being like a non-event. And then there are things that we probably didn't put enough attention towards, um, that now we know to, uh, to just pay more attention to those things, you know? Well, and you know, for some of these like giant events that people have put on, whether it was the first year or definitely the years that follow, I can't even imagine the amount of people that are, are in, in charge or like handling it. Right. So for you to have done it, like you and your wife, Ashley. Yeah, Ashley. uh, So Ashley, so Ashley and Derek are married and then my wife's Aubrey. Aubrey. yeah. So me and Aubrey, um, and then Ashley and Derek, Ashley's the one that kind of planned the whole event, but we did it in six months, which I think is pretty, pretty phenomenal. Um, yeah, you know, for that, that amount of people. Yeah. Yeah. So, and so, yeah, we're, like I said, we have a, it's going to be February 25th of 2023. We've already picked out the date. Um, and so we, now we have like a whole pretty much year to plan it and all the groundwork we've already laid, you know, uh, the hardest part was like, we didn't know we, how we were going to get the milk all the way up until like the last month. And finally we got a hold of the Dairy Farmers of America and they donated all of the chocolate and, you know, regular milk that we got to dunk in. So, Very um, cool. but yeah, so it's, it's, it was a, I don't know. It was a fun event at the end of the day. I definitely got sunburnt. I don't know about you, Brooke, but I was toasted. So I think I got a little sunburnt. 
our where we where we were at majority of the time if well we were on the stage so i was in the shade right. and then when we were out um at the run booth there was a I kept moving from in the sun to because it was so hot in the sun. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then I would, there was a big tree. So I would move into the shade and there was a nice breeze that would come through because we were right there by the ocean yeah. on the coast. But it's, it was so hot, Gina. As soon as you got in the sun, it was hot. However, I will say I've been spending I been a lot miserable. more time. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've been spending more time in Florida. And the complaint that I always have is it's so damp. Yeah. Like, and, yeah. And, I mean, and I'm from, I lived in California and it's, you know, we have a, like the perfect amount of humidity in Santa Cruz and I'm, I'm from Utah and I'm living, I'm back in Utah. So I do and it's understand it's very, Utah. it's very different, but I was so happy that when we were there in Panama city, we had that nice hot day, but the humidity wasn't bad. Like it wasn't really, it wasn't super humid. So I was able to handle the heat. A little yeah, more than I thought y'all had, would. Y'all had, uh, I mean, we we had amazing weather that whole weekend. Um, so I, originally what happened is I reached out to Rob and was like, hey, Rob, would you come to like this event called you know, Cookie Fest if I held this event? Because I just really want to invite some of my friends down. And he's like, yeah, I'd come. He's like, in fact, I think, you know, this was before Runsups really had taken off with the new branding. He's like, it would be really fun for us to this be our first event because we're not going to do the Arnold or anything like that. So like run subs could do an event down there. And I was like, okay, well I'll rent you guys a house and then you can just put all your athletes up in that house. And then, um, and then, you know, as it got closer, he reached out to me. He's like, Hey, do you know any gym? So, uh, Panama city CrossFit that you worked out at my mm-hmm. friend owns that. So like, I called him and I was like, Hey, can we block off like two hours? So I facilitated that little like workout thing. And then I was like, I want to take everyone out on like, a, you know, like a, a booze cruise essentially, um, so that we can like enjoy the weather, enjoy, um, the sunset out on the ocean. So, and then I was like, and then cookie fest is the only other thing I wanted to schedule. I know you had a busy schedule with run sub stuff, but in general, we tried to keep the schedule light for all the influencers coming down. So they really could just enjoy their time in Panama city because it is really pretty. It's a really pretty yeah. place to come. It was really pretty. So first of all, I've actually never even said thank you for doing all of that for run. I had, I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. Zero but- idea. Uh, I just knew I was going to Panama city. I actually didn't even know where that was when I first found out where we were going. And I do have a question because I did, I did talk about on the podcast, how there weren't like what I anticipated cookie fest would be. I yeah. thought it was going to be cookies everywhere. Yeah. Is, and, and, you know, then I learned it was actually mostly for the, uh, my cookie the, company. Yeah. yeah. For your company and for that the, really, yeah. and for that shitty Guinness guy. Yeah. But do you have any plans for next year? Are there other, are, I mean, are there other cookie companies that are, you know, kind of, I guess, smaller in a sense that it's not like Toll House, like yeah. smaller, like fat and weird? Yeah, there's some like, there's some like local bakeries around here that we want to invite. Um, my friend owns a really big cookie company in Detroit called Detroit Com- cookie company. Um, they have like five or six locations over there. So like I was going to invite him. I do want to turn it into like a 
a cookie event. So like where we could have judges like do like the best stuffed cookie, the best like flat cookie, or, you know, the best chocolate chip cookie and stuff like that. Um, as it's kind have, of have gone like, on. Have like judges yeah. for like taste testing. Yeah. Yeah. I Gina, do, I do you like... can be a taste tester. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> no. Maybe this, this would be perfect for Matt Vincent, and Gina. Matt Vincent yeah, and Gina will be our official taste testers. We've already got them lined up for next year. They'll taste test like, you know, the best chocolate cookie, the best peanut butter cookie, you know, everything. I'm not so. a good judge. No, I, but I will cheer them on. Like okay. I said, great cheerleader. Um, yeah, but this year we just knew with the time constraints that we probably wouldn't be able to like get a bunch of other cookie companies involved in the the situation. And a lot of people were kind of just like, prove it to us. Like when we tried to invite some companies down, they're like, yeah. um, how many people do you, are you expecting? And we're like, well, we're hoping for, you know, close to 4,000. And they're just like, hmm maybe next year if you do it again. And that's, a, I mean, that's a really the kind of answer we got. Like, I don't think anyone really believed that we would pull off an event that had over 3000 people there um, out of Panama city. I mean, if you go to Houston, Texas or something, or, yeah. or Miami, like, yeah, maybe you could bring in five to 10,000 people easily, but you no know, Panama city is a, a smaller town. Um, and uh, even some of the vendors that came down, like Hydrojug came down with their water bottles and they like, didn't bring anything to sell. They just kind of brought like cards to hand out to people. And they were like, man, we were dumb. They're like, you had so <laughs> many people here. Yeah. yeah. Um, Aubrey's uh, mom makes headbands, like just like she's hand sews headbands. Um, every, every week they launch them. And uh, during, so essentially what happened during COVID, like her parents couldn't work. And so Aubrey's like, how can I help my parents with income? So she helped her parents start a little headband company. It's called Mama Jean's Headbands and she sells them on Etsy. And uh, so they brought their headbands down and they had a line. I don't know if you saw it, Brooke, but they had the line at the other end that was like 45 minutes long to like buy headbands. They sold like 400 headbands while oh, wow. they were out well, there. And it was perfect for like the event really did feel like such a like family friendly, like a, like an afternoon in the park. Like when we would go to those like wine, like a, oh. like, like, you know what I mean? What have you ever been called? to like a food truck festival? Like, Very similar yes, to that. Yes, it's like yes, more yes. like people like are wandering around eating food and yes. like shopping. Yeah, it's like an outdoor, almost like a farmer's market, truthfully. Probably like very oh, similar yeah. to like a farmer's market. That's All like right, my so speed. Basically yeah. between like a farmer's market and the, here's hear me out on the book fair thing because I will say the <laughs> amount of people, not that many, but still a lot, you know, a good amount of people, they're like, thought it was such the worst insult I genuinely was not trying to insult Brad I was or the event what I was trying to describe and this is probably because sometimes most of the time when me and Gina have you know pretty candid very candid and real conversations for the first time uh on the spot not scripted or planned out I, I'm my nope. brain my brain's firing trying to think of like okay what's what's a way I can describe this that will make sense at least in my own brain, but also be kind of funny. And what I was thinking is like, who doesn't love, who didn't love? A I loved the book fair. Like a book fair. Okay. You get out of school early. There's, you're outside. You've got the big truck that comes in. You got so many books. No one really cares about books, but you get to go pick them out anyways. You hang out with your friends and you're all outside in the sun and you don't have to go to school. It's like, and what it felt like to me was kind of like a, Oh, like, a, like a family like picnic in a park or a farmer's market where it was incredible weather. There was an event going on, but you didn't have to be inside the, like the gates. You had the blow up stuff. In fact, that's the one thing that's a regret I have is I looked over there, Brad, and I saw all of the, 
like the bounce houses and things like that. And you didn't go do any of it? I didn't go do it. You didn't like throw axes or do the, any no. of that stuff? No, because there oh, was su- there was such a, there was like a, a constant line over at oh, yeah. the run booth. Yeah. And of course, like whenever I go to stuff like that, I, and this is probably a you know mistake on my end. It, it is. I, uh, I mean, I always assume I mean, Dana's like, she's the fucking, she's badass, right? She's, she's yeah. a boss. So people are really there to see D. So yeah. every time I would kind of step out of the way, really like respectfully, cause I, I would try and read the room. I'd try and like read the people coming up. Like if they were really there for her, I'm not going to, it doesn't feel very good for the person that's like, oh, hey, can I be in your picture? Well, so Brooke, that's exactly <laughs> how I feel though. When people come to take pictures with Aubrey, like, you know, I mean, yes, I'm married to her, but like my, I mean, she has way more followers than me. So like all the time I'm like staying there and I'm like, do you, do you want me in this picture too? Or like, not like, I'm totally cool if you don't, you know? And they're like, no, no, you could be in the picture. And I'm like, I you can, can step be? out. Like, like you, you can, you can yeah. be. And you're like, I don't really know if I want to be. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but I understand I, exactly how you feel on that. So. so I also a- understand how oh. you guys feel. <laughs> Every time we go somewhere with Brooke, I'm always like hiding in the corner. And then somebody will be like, Oh, you want to take a picture? I'm like, Okay. Like, however, though, however, though, it even happened in Panama City, Gina. Like, one, I always underestimate, Brad, like, when I go to some of these events that aren't, I guess, like, CrossFit specific, because that's, that was my industry, right? I mean, I did branch out of CrossFit into, like, just other, I guess. uh, Well, you've done film, so that's, yeah, that's cool. And then, like, I did branch into unintentionally, but, like, kind of, like, more of the conventional training, like, me and Dana had, before her and I even met, we had uh, a lot of the same people that followed us. That's actually how we facilitated getting like meeting each other. Right. But I always underestimate the amount of people that actually are there to see me. And Gina, every time I always get so many people are like, where's Gina? And I'm like, I know (laughs) she's very flattering, but yeah, she's at home. She's just a regular person. Although I did, I did tell people at cookie fest that I would make you come next year. So, <laughs> and Brad's already, we know we've already find, yeah. he's already finding a, a, you know, different like jobs you can do. Maybe you just, <laughs> yeah. maybe you're just in charge of like, can I be like, I want to wear like a mascot. Like I want to be a fat a cookie? weird cookie. Oh, yeah. Wear a cookie yeah. <laughs> I want to be a big fat weird cookie. Just like waving people in. Like, come <laughs> yes. on, let's go. Well, at FitCon, I was the one running up and down Brooks line, um, sunscreening everyone. Oh man, so could I could have used that. Man. Yeah, see, yeah. I'll yeah. be your sunscreen she's a, girl. She's she's a well, she's not like, in a weird way. Yeah, you know, I'm not she's creepy a, about it. She's a mom. My, she's my like, yeah, I'm a mom. My sister is a dermatology PA, and she joked that she's going to set up a sunscreen booth there next time because she's like, she's like, the amount of people getting sunburned just like made her so mad. Like she's the one that's like, every time she sees me, she's like, do you have sunscreen on? You know, she's that person. I'm now. with her. I am that so, person. Yeah. So yeah, we we would get along very well. Yeah. You should. You should. Uh, just sneaking up behind people. <laughs> you know? Brad, just you'll have to run away. You'll have to have a booth with like merch where you have hats. Oh yeah, I know. We could have used, I could have used like a big bucket hat, honestly. (laughs) That's what I needed. So, um, but maybe next year too, what we'll do is ask the vendors to come a little bit earlier. And then that way, before the event opens, like everyone can go like play all the games before there's a line and stuff like that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like a a, early access, early access. Yeah. You know, we we could just go like the night before and and, like tailgate it. Just the people that are, (laughs) yeah, exactly. We tell, we tailgate cookie fest with just, axe throwing and 
I don't bounce know, houses. Sumo wrestling. I just imagine like, everybody getting <laughs> drunk and then the whole place is fucked up for the day of, is what I'm thinking. <laughs> it's like it's pretty much a big open field, so you really can't ruin anything. <laughs> no, you so. can't ruin it. All right. No. No. Gina, do you remember those like big? I think you, you've done it before, the big sumo wrestler outfits. Oh, yes. We have video of that. <laughs> or I got taken out. Or those bubbles you can wear and like play bubble soccer. Yeah, right. so have that, you ever played that? No, but that whole that. field, that whole field back there is, was open to us. So we could definitely set up more activities. And I, I, like I said, like, I think now all the vendors that came, they all were like, I want to come back next year. Um, and then we already had people reaching out to us after Kooky Fest that saw it. And they're like, oh, I want to be a part of it next oh, year. Awesome. So I, I know that we're, I'm, I'm confident we're breaking the record next year. So you're going to do it. Yeah. Hey, yeah, we, a we different got, judge. We, we have you, you there next year too, right? So, oh yeah, I'm, that's right. I'm definitely <laughs> gonna. We will 100% request a different judge. Yeah. <laughs> be like, yeah. uh, nothing against you guys, but we're not doing this if you give us the same no. judge. So yeah, you're like, we, we would rather not have God for this one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you're you. Like, you're like, this is a really fun event, so we need someone who's gonna come and 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 have fun. <laughs> yeah, and want to accommodate someone that's like trying to break the record instead of like set down these ridiculous rules to stop yeah. him from doing it's, it. You it's know? like it's like he was prepared to just be like have his like checkboard out and being like, okay, at this time that's the cutoff. And like he came all this way and he's like, oh, you don't? They're not all here. Oh, too bad. Sorry, nah, can't do it. He's I mean, just like an abuse of power guy. It really was because there's so yeah. much stuff that was leading up to the event even like, for example, they were like, um, you need to have a health inspector there. And I said, uh, you, know, you know, why? Because our cookies are being produced in our health inspected facility and they're, they're being wrapped here and then they're just being transported there. Like the, you know, like the health inspector doesn't show up at your house and make sure that the cookies didn't like are good from <laughs> right. the mail. Right. So right. like, why do they need to like check on them when we're transporting them ourselves? And, and they're like, that's just our rule. And I was like, well, that rule is stupid. Like, so I called our health inspector and he was like, I'm not coming out there. He's like, your kitchen's good. Like you're, you're certified. Like what's I'm not coming out there. So I'm like, we like literally had to get on Instagram and my wife uh, convinced someone that was uh, lived in Georgia that was going to come down to the cookie event. Anyways, that was a health inspector in Georgia to also like talk to the Guinness judge if he needed it. And yeah, he, he went and talked to her and made sure that we were like up to code on everything. And uh, just like, there was just like, there's just a bunch of extra ridiculous rules that were put into place that almost felt like they didn't want us to break the record, you know? Yeah. Like, like, like the girl scouts paid him off. Yeah, I think oh, the Girl those. Scouts, yeah, they have an inside person, I think, you know? Yes. Yeah. Sneaky little suckers. I mean, yes. he, 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 he looks like he might really enjoy Girl Scout cookies, so maybe he was the inside guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, so I, I mean, I do love Samoas. They are good cookies. I mean, I think everyone loves Thin Mints and Samoas. I feel like <laughs> yes. that's probably Samoas my favorite. So. Yeah. I think those are the only two that people really... I, I heard some about. people like tagalongs. I don't know. Oh the uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's true. So that's about yeah. it. Okay, Brad. You also have a couple other businesses. Yeah. So our original start was online coaching. I think that's like every fitness influencer start into the fitness realm is yeah. like they start out because everyone's like, Hey, what do you do? And they're like, Oh, here's some workout plans that I made, you know? And then eventually it's like too many people are asking you, you have to start charging for it. Um, so that's originally, and my wife still actually does that. It's called memories over macros. Um, and she has two registered dietitians and then like three or four NASM certified 
uh, personal trainers that work underneath them. Some of them are collegiate athletes that played soccer at, you know, university of Houston and baseball at, at different colleges. And then, um, we also own a clothing, clothing company called motive M O D I V. Um, and we just launched that in January of last year. Um, with, with uh, partners, Derek and Ashley are two of the partners and then Daniel and Jess are the other ones. But uh, Derek had worked for Alpha Elite doing distribution since they started. And uh, the company just went a different direction than he wanted to go. So, you know, they left uh, Alpha Elite and uh, we started Motive and that's been a lot of fun, but way more work than I thought it was. Oh. Like clothing companies are a lot of work. I was going to um, say, how's that going? It's going, it's going I was well. going to say, um, I was watching Brooke go through the whole thing and I was like, whoa, this is so much more than you think it is. Yeah. So we have, we have a designer that has like 30 years of experience and he's really, really been helpful to us. Um, he's worked with huge companies before. Like he has friends that work at Lululemon. So like he, he's, he, very, uh, very smart. Um, and he's definitely helped us tremendously through this entire process, but truthfully, it's just like one of those things. It's just, it's like, a, it's just way more time intensive than I think a lot of people, you know, think about it, you know, and, uh, sourcing the materials, like getting the cuts, right. Um, and then like finding a model to fit stuff on and, and then just like what we've learned is just like, everyone's body's so different and especially females and, and mm -hmm. not, not in, in any kind of negative way, just like people's hip settings yep. versus waist. And then like their, like their legs in general shapes and sizes. I just feel like the sizes for women is just like much more vast and different than it is for men. Like men in general, I feel like are pretty standard size, but like women are not. And, uh, so like you try to fit something, uh, and then it just like doesn't work for certain body types. So then you like come up with something else and it's like, so yeah, I understand now why like women, when they find something they love or a brand they love, they just like, they don't leave that brand. It's because it's just very hard to find things that fit, um, you know, but it's been a lot of fun. It has been fun and we're doing it. So it's going. Well, it seems to me like the clothing industry, it's, it's almost, it's, it's harder the more you care about it. Yeah. Cause it'd be really easy to put something out there because there's, you know, there's so many things that you can just like buy and be like, okay, yeah. But like, if you actually give a shit about how they fit people, then yeah, it's a giant, I mean, I wouldn't say pain in the ass, but it's just so, so much more work than people realize. Yeah. And I think you think you take everything personally when you're a business owner, like when people like don't like our cookies, like it kind of like hurts my heart, you know, like if it was Aww. like just some, if it was just like some, like, you know, if it wasn't your cookie company and you were just like worked there, you'd be like, oh yeah, whatever. But it's like, every single cookie we've ever come up with, like I've had some part in that, whether it was just me like tasting the recipe and being approving it or not. But like, I've, you know, I play a part in every single cookie. So like when someone's like, Oh, these cookies aren't that good. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah. Oh. You <laughs> it's know? Your baby. Yeah, it really is. You know? And so, um, I think Did that's you call why my kid ugly. Yeah, that's really it. It's just like, it, it's not that it's a bad cookie. You just, it just doesn't fit your taste. Okay. Like, you know, and yeah, I think yeah. I've also learned to give other small businesses so much more grace now that I have a small business. It's just like, instead of like roasting them or whatever, I'm just like, you know what? It's not something I enjoy, but I do see how other people could enjoy this. You know, um, I think everyone is just out there trying to make it, you know, there's trying their best to make it through life. And I mean, obviously there are people that are doing it the right way and the wrong way, but you know, I, I, that's why I've learned is like, if something isn't up to my standards or I don't, I don't like it, I just choose not to talk about it and just share the things I do like and enjoy because I don't want to like kick somebody when they're already down or something like that, you know? So that's just something that, you know, has changed since I've had my business and everything. 
Oh yeah. It's a good rule of thumb. Yeah. So Fred, what's the first, uh, what's the first flavor of cookie that you guys, I'm just, I'm looking at them right now. Oh, so, so we, we launched our very first ever launch. We launched six different cookie flavors and two of them are no longer on the menu. Um, as we just like grew, they were just the lower sellers. So we've just gotten rid of them, but the original six that we launched was the Brad, which was my favorite. It's just like oatmeal chocolate chip. And it has like three types of, it's just like, like your classic tons of chocolate oatmeal cookie. Um, we had one called grandpa's pocket, which isn't there anymore, but it was a, like an oatmeal butterscotch craisin cookie. I was going to say, is it a word butterscotch? Yeah, yeah. It, it reminded, the reason we named it that. Well, grandpa actually, always has a Werther's. Grandpa always has a Werther's in his We pocket. joked it would be like the stuff you'd find in your grandpa's pockets, which would be like craisins, like some kind of trail mix probably, you know, and, uh, and Werther's originals. So like, you know, all of our cookie names, we try to be like fun with, you know, what they are. Um, but then we had a, uh, a salted caramel cookie, which was big, sexy. That's the one I want. I'm looking at yeah. it right now. Yeah, people love that one. Holy um, crap. And then we had a um and then we had one called the Pudge which we still have which is our peanut butter cookie with a Reese's peanut butter cup on the inside but at the time we used to stick it on top but in shipping it would melt and people would complain. So I was like, okay, let's put it on the inside and then they won't complain. Yeah. But it's like, you know, when it's like chocolate smears on your package, like we would get emails like, oh, my cookie melted inside. Like I need a new one. And so I'm like, you know, it's a hundred degrees outside. I can't prevent that from happening. So Girl, we just we know this trick. So we just <laughs> stuffed it in one. there. Um, we had one called the golden boy, which was like a chocolate chip walnut. And it was supposed to be like, just like a classic, you know, the golden boy, like everyone's favorite child, your chocolate chip, you know, cookie. Um, and then Black Beauty, which is our uh, Oreo uh, cookies and cream cookie. So it's it's made with the same cocoa powder that Oreo uses to make their Oreos. So that's what gives it that like dark color. And then we um, stuff it with a cookies and cream frosting that we make. So, well, they look amazing. I was I was going to ask you a question. When you order them, do they just come in one or? Yeah, so they're individually packaged cookies, except for the flatties. If you order the flatties, it's a two-pack in there. But the cookies are oh, okay. really big. They're, I mean, they're five-ounce cookies. I mean, Brooke can tell you. Like, oh, yeah, no, no. They're big. In fact, that's why I wanted to actually, my next question, Brad. Uh, I was thinking this while I was there. I just didn't actually, sometimes I ask, sometimes I, uh, I speak to people in my mind. In your head? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll respond to texts sometimes in my head and don't remember yeah. to text people back. <laughs> Um, when you and Aubrey first were, cause you loved cookies, was there a process of maybe you were like, you love to make them and you, you know, always kind of, if you went to a new place, you'd always find a local cookie company or you would kind of try different ones and kind of see what things were your, you liked things you didn't really like. And then how did you, how did you come up with the recipe for these and just the pure mass of, yeah. of the cookie, Gina, is like, oh, I'm, I'm looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. So, not kidding. And they do, you guys, if you look at fat and weird cookies online, they do look exactly how they look on the internet. It is the same. They are big and beautiful. <laughs> so how it started was when my wife and I would go on like trips. So like when we go to like the Dallas Europa, like any of the fitness expos, like I would go ahead of time and go online and find like donuts and cookies, any dessert shop, any dessert. Cause like we didn't, that my wife is like huge donut lover. Like she loves donuts and I'm like the cookie person, but in general, we just love sweets. 
Joe, anytime we go on a trip, like I would have a list of places and we'd be like hitting up all these places every time we go on a trip. And then since I love cookies so much for my birthday, April of 2018, she asked people to send cookies to our house. And at that time she had like a hundred thousand followers on Instagram. Oh so, my God. So we had a lot of cookies sent to our yeah. house. Um, we had a PO box. And when I went to show up, when I showed up to get our mail, the guy handed me like three of those like um, sacks that are like three feet tall, you know, just yeah. full of packages. Oh my and, gosh. And, and they started calling me the birthday boy every time I came in there because <laughs> the, all of them said like happy birthday on it and stuff, you know? <laughs> so we opened it up and I, I literally had like thousands of cookies sent to our house and we just started like trying them. Some of them were like from Levain Bakery in New York City, you know, like very classic bakeries. Some of them were from like small local bakeries. Some of them were homemade. And I was like, Aubrey, are we going to die? She's like, maybe. I was like, I know. Okay. I was going to say I was a little worse. <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, I did it for the cookies. So. Yeah, um, yeah. But we tried them all. And I was like, I feel like there's a market of cookies missing where people try to like create a float of like a flavor profile rather than just like take cookie dough and like shove candy Thanks. in it. Because I mean, you've probably been to like a cookie place. It's like, yeah, what's in there? And they're like, oh, it's got like Snickers and Twix and like everything. And you're like, oh, okay. Like, but there's no like cohesive theme. So I wanted to start a cookie company that like the cookies had like an idea behind it. So like we've done a creme brulee cookie. We've done a maple blueberry pancake cookie. We've done a margarita cookie. We've done, um, we take things that aren't made into cookies, like any kind of dessert and then like cookify them, I guess, you know, like make it into a cookie version. Um, you know, we've done an apple pie cookie. We've done, um, I don't know. We, at this point, we've done so many flavors. Uh, it's like probably over a hundred, but, uh, that's really how the idea started. And so I talked to my aunt who is like trained in baking. And I was like, Hey, can we, like, do you think we could do this? And when she first started with me, she was like, you want to put an entire like Reese's cup inside of a cookie. And I'm like, yeah, I want it to be like this big, like peanut butter Reese's situation, you know? And she's like, I don't know about that. She was just very classical, you know? And so I had to like push the envelope with her, but she helped us design all the recipes and everything. And now she does like uh, cupcakes for catering and she started to put like edible cookie dough inside of cupcakes and stuff. And she's like, you helped me kind of get outside the box. Um, but yeah, that's really how the, the cookie company started was just um, that whole idea. And then right when we started the cookie company, we actually did a road trip where we started in Panama City, Florida, and we drove and stopped like every four hours all the way up to Portland, Maine through Vermont, um, into Niagara Falls, and then went up to, um, Toronto, came out the other side, Detroit, Chicago, all the way back down to Houston, Texas, 12 week long road trip. We pulled a camper and we just parked in front of like our followers houses and just plugged our camper in there. Um, and we like ate food at all those places. Like we went to, in Chicago, we went to Giordano's pizza, Luminati's pizzas, and then fire cakes, donuts, Dan's stands, donuts, and do rights donuts all in one day. Oh wow! And we just and then we'd have meetups with our followers the entire way, and that was a lot of fun. And and we definitely learned a lot about baking and cooking that way because we got to try cookie companies and sweets from like all across the U.S., like the whole Northeast side. You know, we stopped at the Ben and Jerry's factory in Vermont, got to try like fresh ice cream directly from the Ben and Jerry's factory. Um, so I don't know. I just have a love of sweets. Like I love all things sweet. Like I probably eat at least a cookie a day. I don't know. I love it. So everyone's like, how do they stay so fit? <laughs> yeah. It's uh, a lot of, a lot of balance. I think right. I eat a lot of cookies every day. That means that like my carbs and fat sources are pretty low otherwise, yeah. you know? <laughs> right. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, 
it's a, what you, you got to like make your diet work for you. Right. I don't want to be miserable for my whole life, like dieting a certain way. Like, yeah. Oh, I, I got to eat, you know, chicken and rice. It's like, well, maybe I don't want rice. Maybe I'd rather just eat the chicken and forgo the rice so that my carbs can be a cookie. So, right. Yeah. Hey, we do that. Me and Gina do that all the time. Yeah. yeah. Huge, huge advocates of that. You know, I, yeah. I remember when I was, uh, for a long time, you know, I never ate whole eggs because of the fat. Yeah. Because like me, when I was in San Diego, bacon. we, we would eat bacon. We love going to breakfast, like going to breakfast or going to brunch, you know, after you train is one of our favorite pastimes. And we would get egg whites because we loved getting bacon. And that's actually, it's like, it's such a, it makes so much sense. Right. Like you right. said, like, you know what you want. We know, we know in a whole day with diet, like what our protein fats carbs are. So if you know that you're going to go to dinner with friends or family or going on like a date with your wife, or you have a barbecue coming up or it's a holiday, you just, you make adjustments so you can enjoy yourself with the things that you really want. And then you make it fit by changing everything else. And that concept it's, it's so easy, but it's crazy how many people don't even like when they're you may be like in the middle of their fitness journey or working on diet nutrition and like learning a lot. They don't even, they don't, it's like such a foreign concept that it's not, considered. It, doesn't, it doesn't make sense at first until they hear someone like you, Brad, or me, or someone who is very fit and very active, but lives a very balanced life. And yeah. I, I, you know, me and Gina talk about that a lot on here. Um, just promoting balance because, you know, if you, you cut out some of those things that you enjoy for too long or too much, you become, you can be miserable, you know? Yeah. I well, found it feels that. like it's either like all or nothing. Then you yeah. have these like huge spikes, these look, you know, up, down, up, down, up, down. Yeah. I, I tell people the moment you tell yourself, Oh, I can't eat pizza is the moment you're going to crave pizza all the time now. Mm -hmm. And the way I like to explain it to people is like your macros are like a budget, right? So if you knew that you were going to go to the arcade at the end of the day with your friends, you would want to have as much money as possible to play games at the arcade with. So maybe that meant that you just wouldn't do some of the stuff you would normally do in the morning. You're not going to go get a Starbucks coffee because that $5 you could spend on the arcade games, right? So mm -hmm. it's not about the fact that you can't have those things. It's what's important to you. And then allocating that those funds, that budget towards the things that matter to you. So you know, it's a great uh, analogy. That's a great yeah. way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. People. Yeah. I think that the moment you restrict something and say, okay, this is completely off limits. Then it turns into like this kind of like binge cycle where you're like, oh, now I have a cheat day and I'm allowed to do whatever I want to do. Like, oh, I'm going to go just, you know, ape shit on this. Right. Like, <laughs> right. I'm going to eat like right. two, two large pizzas and like all the cheesy bread or whatever. Right. So, um, but the moment you go, yeah, if I want to have a pizza, like I can go get a pizza, then you, you'll get it. You'll eat a slice and you'll be like, oh, that was good. You know? Mm -hmm. And another thing I tell people is like, rarely is anything as good as the first bite. Like the first bite you take is probably going to be the best bite. Like it yep. doesn't get any better than that. So like you just keep eating it is not going to, it's not going to get better. So it's like, right. just enjoy your first bites or that whole, that one slice of pizza and then be like, okay, now tomorrow, whenever I want pizza again, I'm going to have another slice of pizza. You know, you don't have to finish the whole pizza right then and there. So in like the conventional bodybuilding industry, like conventional training industry, I don't know if it's like this so much now, but you would know for sure too, Brad, it's uh, like the cheat day thing became really big. Oh, yeah. And not only just in that type of training in CrossFit too, you know, 
people love their cheat day. I mean, I, um, I remember <laughs> there's some CrossFit YouTube remember, channels that are massive just off of cheat days. Cheat days. Yeah. I, I remember like going grocery shopping the night before my cheat day and every cheat day, the first thing, not kidding. The first thing I ate every morning, I'd get out of bed and I'd literally run to my kitchen and I would eat a Reese's peanut butter, big cup <laughs> <laughs> for breakfast. <laughs> But it's like, that's, it's just such an unhealthy, like in the moment, you know, it, it, it's, it can be fun. Like the idea around it can be fun, right? Like you prepare for it. It's like, it's like, all right. It's like, you're in a, on a basketball team. It's like, this is what we've, this is what we've been training for. It's just this, this one day that you can create all this hype around. But the issue is you, it's just not great long-term. No. And it can, you know, it's, People don't really, you don't realize it until it's too late, but I think having a structure like that with your diet, it's slowly messing with your mind, you know? And so over time, if you, you know, do that too long, it can be very hard to change, you know, what your relationship with those foods to understand, like you said, you can have them really whenever, you know, it's, They'll always be there. I used I to feel like, like it becomes like less obsessive too. Yeah. You're not yeah. thinking all week, like, what am I going to have? And, you know, uh, <laughs> I mean, it would turn into, yeah, it would like, definitely yeah. turn into that. I don't know if you've ever done one of those like calorie challenges, but I've done a couple of them. And, and you get to the point where like you're sitting there, like trying to figure out like, what can I eat to get the most calories in? And then you stop really even enjoying like the cheat day. Cause then it just becomes about like how many calories can I eat in a day? Um, and so, yeah, I've, I've definitely, it took a while to kind of get that balance back with food. Um, I definitely think that after I competed in a bodybuilding show in like 2014, like that was probably the most I had a terrible relationship with food at that time. You have a terrible relationship with your body. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you're at an unsustainable level of uh, leanness. And anytime you put on just any, any bit of weight, you're like, oh, I'm getting fat. I remember yep. having like legitimate six pack abs and being like, I don't want to take off my shirt because I look soft. And people were like, what is wrong with you? Wait, what? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> right. I just, I feel a little bit like heavy today. And like, I, I didn't want to take my shirt off. And people are like, Brad, it's not okay. Yeah, you need some help. And yeah. I, you know, I just remember thinking that. And then it's just like, you know, you, as you get older too, you just like, I don't really give a, you know, I don't really care anymore. If someone's like, oh man, you have a dad bod. It's like, yeah, I do. You know, I got a kid. So, <laughs> uh, but you know, but yeah, I mean, I think that you know, your priorities change. You, you care less about what other people think about your body. And now you're training and eating the way that you want to, the way you want to eat and train to perform how you want to perform. And for yourself, I think, you know, when I was younger, it was definitely more for what other people thought of me. And now it's, you know, because like my daughter's like 30 pounds. So like holding her in my arm, like it actually is legitimately heavy after a little while, you know? Oh yeah. So it's like you, what you train for changes in life. So just getting a bicep pump. I, all the time. And then switch arms. Yeah, no, I do have to switch arms every once in a while. You can't have one big arm and not the other. So <laughs> gotta keep balance. All right. Well, I would love for you, Brad, uh, before we sign off, is to share everywhere people can find you and also re-mention um Aubrey's training company. I think you said it was yeah. memories over macros, right? Yeah. Yeah. We actually trademarked the phrase memories over macros. I'm sure you've heard that a lot. We actually started that phrase like in 2016, like saying it. And it was, uh, I think a lot of people treat that phrase as like, 
uh, a YOLO moment, like, oh, I'm going to go out and like eat whatever I want. But we always intended it to be like, when you go to a family event, like don't be so focused on like hitting your macros that yes. you can't enjoy the event. It wasn't about like, okay, turn this into a calorie challenge, right? It, it was more about <laughs> like, hey, enjoy the food, enjoy the people and don't worry about like what your macros turn out to be at that event. Like just have a good time. Uh, not like, Hey, see how many, uh, slices of pecan pie you can put down, <laughs> right, you know right, what I mean? Right. Um, but don't yeah, ever forget it. Yeah. But that's what, how that started out. Cause you know, we joke that like when you're, you know, older, like when you're, you know, 50, 60 years old and, and you're sitting back and reflecting on cookie fest and stuff like that, you're not going to think about like, Oh, like, you know, what did I look like or whatever you, you're going to remember the people you're with and the things that you did. You're not going to remember those things. So, um, yeah, yeah. you're like, like, I went to this cookie fest. Oh, did you have any cookies? No, I didn't have any because it didn't I, didn't, fit my macros. I didn't fit my macros. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's like in the moment you're like making a, a decision, you know, you stand right. behind it, but that's true. I, I like the memories of macros because down the road, like Gina always loves to remind me of like, we just keep getting older and we yeah. just keep changing and it's just the way that it is like and whatever you're focused on right now there's just going to be something worse down the line yes. yeah. so I mean, it's, and it's not like to make it sound bad it's just enjoy what you have when you have it in the moment because it's more yeah being present in your back life. And be like i don't yeah. know why i felt so bad about myself i looked so great yeah. you know it's like it, but you didn't feel it in the moment and it's yeah it's you gotta because i'm telling you it's just all gonna get worse well regret is focused <laughs> regret is focused on the past and anxiety is focusing on the present or on the future so but if you live in the present then you don't have either of those things so i, I agree 100 percent with what you're saying yeah um but yeah so uh, my wife's instagram is aubrey b a u b r i e b she's the better looking one I wouldn't say funnier. I'm probably the funnier one, but yeah, she's majority better than me than me in all things. So, um, but, and then mine is at B Bromlow, just B Bromlow. And then we have fat and weird cookie is at fat and weird cookie. And then Moda brand is at Moda brand. And then which was M O D I V. Yep. M O D I V. And then memories over macros is memories period over period macros. Um, but yeah. And then, all of those socials. I mean, if you go to one of our socials, you'll find the rest of them. Right. So it's uh, not a, not a huge <laughs> deal to plug it all out there. Yeah. So, but no, I really appreciate you having me on here. This was a lot of fun. Um, if you ever want to talk about any of the other crazy things I've done, uh, we could talk about military stuff or whatever. Oh yeah. Uh, I want to hear about the nuclear submarine. Yeah, no, let's, let's yeah, uh, we actually, we had, uh, that's, another, that's for another day. Yeah, we had Navy SEALs and divers that would ride. And I actually went through dive school out here through like the dive school, the same dive school that like EOD and everyone goes through um, out here in Panama City. So next time you come, Brooke, I actually know the dive instructors. You want to tour the dive school facility. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of fun. They take you underwater and then beat the shit out of you. Um, and so if there's a <laughs> class going on, you can like watch them just, it's called underwater confidence training. Uh and that's what they do. But yeah, that's a, that's a side thing, but yeah, no, we, we definitely, definitely we, should, we should definitely, we'll have you back on and we would love to hear all about all that stuff. Yeah. It was a, it was definitely an interesting thing to balance fitness with deployments in a submarine because submarines are not very big. So that's true. I mean, I wouldn't know first. <laughs> I never thought about that. But I've seen a lot of movies. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's not a lot of workout equipment. Red October. There's not a lot of workout equipment and not a lot of food. So yeah. Good point. Yeah. All right. But well, you, you guys. Thank you again for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, Brad, thank it was you so, so great much. to meet you. Yeah. Nice to meet you. Um, and uh, if you guys are listening, you already have the date, February twenty fifth, twenty twenty three. And if you come to Panama City, you will get to 
you'll get to dunk, attempt to dunk Gina in a dunk tank. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> right. oh we got to make it happen now. Brooke said it. We're going to fill the dunk tank. It. We're going to fill the dunk tank with milk. With and Gina's going to be wearing a and cookie costume. Like, you'll wear a cookie <laughs> costume. And the three, two, one is actually Dina. Gina is going to be dunked into the milk. And then she's going to be holding a cookie as well. So when she falls into the milk, she has to come up and take a and bite then of eat it. it. Yeah. yeah. So she can count because we need okay, everyone to guys. count. You know? Yeah. You heard it here first. I In fact, uh, I want emails. Anyway, any of you guys I love that me? I get to wear a suit too because I can just eat as many cookies as I want. I'm not, I don't even give a shit. Yeah. And you can hide them in yeah. your suit. I'm going to. I'm going to. <laughs> I'm just picturing you just like milky. Just, but like reaching in your like wet milky outfit, finding cookies. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Okay. It's out of hand. I told you, I've got yeah. ideas all the time. They're not always the best, yeah, but I think that I, one is that a winner. Happen. That one's a winner. Yeah, I'll roll <laughs> with that one. You I'm going. Hey, yeah. take it. If I have any ideas popping in my mind, I'm just going to text them to you, Brad. Let me know. Oh, I can't wait. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And uh, I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Guys, thanks for listening to Between the Reps or watching Between the Reps. All, all right, guys. Thank you so much. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. Five-star rating, five-star warning. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Yep. Bye. Bye.